College football picks with the bandit. We're getting ready to head into week eight of the college football season, coming off an amazing week seven of college football action. We learned that Treon Harris is definitely no Will Greer. We had one of the most unbelievable finishes to the Michigan Michigan State game, probably the most classic finish since uh, that Boise State classic bowl game with all those crazy plays a few years ago. What do you think about Michigan punting there, uh, bandit? Well, you know, you got to ask yourself, what do you do in that situation if you're the coach? You know, you're up by two, you you, you are, uh, you got ten seconds left. Or if somebody said you take the safety, well, you can't take the safety because you're up by two. So what you do, you scramble the quarterback, you throw a Hail Mary, you probably run out the clock, and then you put the, your defense on the field and you say, okay, you got one chance. You can't make a field goal from there. So I, I don't get the punting. I really don't. I, I mean, I guess he, he figured that they could run out the clock with the punt. You do the same thing with your quarterback rolling out to throw the ball, and you just make sure that he doesn't take a sack. That's, and even if he takes a sack, it's not nearly as bad as what happened. So, yeah, I, I, I was absolutely shocked. I don't think it was the best coaching decision. He just thought, okay, well, we'll just punt. Everything will be okay. And you know what? It wasn't, and it was a great finish. I think it's as good of a finish as the band is on the field. But, you know, we can differ on that a little bit. I you know, think it's probably not that good. Let's see. Trivia. There's only one coach I would have preferred this to happen to than Jim Harbaugh. Can you name that coach? Yeah, he's in the Big Ten, and he's in, his name is Urban Meyer. <laughs> you are correct, Bandit. Well, what do we got going on for Week 8? All right, well, Week 8, you know, we came off a great Week 7. There was a wall-to-wall great college games. I mean, from the noon games to the 330 games, you know, to the to the Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State game, and then even the Florida LSU game didn't dis- disappoint. could have been a blowout, and it was actually pretty close. Um, and, and, and then, you know, we, we've got Utah for real. We, we've got a number of games, but it's just, it's frankly not a marquee slate. This is kind of off week, is what I'll call it. This is kind of in-between week. So, uh, what do you think? Look at, are any of these teams looking ahead? No, you know I don't believe in looking ahead. I know, I know you don't. I just have to, I have to ask, because you've got, you've got some teams coming up to their bye week. you got some teams on buys, like, like Florida, and uh, you got you got teams like LSU playing like Western Kentucky. We're not going to cover that game, but I mean they got Alabama in like two weeks. So you think they really care about Western Kentucky? I don't know. I, I got to think that maybe they they don't care as much about the game. You seem to think they they get ready to play every week. I believe they play the game that's on the field. Looking ahead is a talking head sportscaster's creation. Okay, okay. It might, it might be something just to keep uh, people excited, but I'll tell you what. Um, I did hit my lock of the week, and my lock of the week was Michigan State. And not only did I hit it, but, boy, that's like the, the best finish ever. Didn't even need it to cover because uh, Michigan was a seven-point favorite. But uh, did you hit your lock? Do you remember? I don't even remember who my lock of the week was. <laughs> okay, I think you had Baylor as your as I your did lock. have Baylor. I did. They, I believe they did cover. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we both hit it. So I think you're okay. Baylor absolutely. I think they put up 60, 70 points against West Virginia, and and I think they covered that game 
I think I called I I think I called the Baylor game at seventy to twenty eight when we were doing the podcast last week, and I said seventy minus twenty eight equals blah blah blah. And uh, yeah, you know, I actually think that Baylor is looking very good to be in the Final Four. It's going to come down to that. Baylor TCU matchup, a battle of the two best defenses. Yes, I'm kidding. The two best offenses, and uh, that's going to be a heck of a game. What do you think the over under would be in a Baylor TCU game? I'm thinking 120. One twenty is a little much. I think uh, I think you might see 78. I think you might see 78 as the over under in that game. But we are going to get to Baylor later on the show. Um, there's not a lot of great marquee matchups. So let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to do 12 games. We normally do 17. i got to be honest. There's not that many great games this week. I think that there's only a couple. I don't think there's a single top 25 matchup of two ranked teams. And, you know, when that happens, you just don't get that many games. We're going to cover 12. You know what the great thing is for the listeners? What is that? When we do 17, they have to listen to the show on the train to work. When we only do 12, they could probably listen to the show while they're in the bathroom. That's right, that's right. There's only one game this week, and we are going to cover it between ranked opponents, and that's in the SEC. But uh, it's going to be very, very uh, – there could be some good – this could be upset Saturday. I mean, it could be because there's a lot of potential upsets out there, and they got to play the games anyway. But this is look-ahead look weekend, and I know you don't believe in that. But, you know, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Um, we got – Right off the bat, we got a big ACC matchup. We got Clemson going to Miami. Uh, Clemson's a seven-point favorite. Who you like here? Miami is not the Miami of the '90s, not the Miami of the '80s. Clemson is on a mission from God. Clemson covers. I agree with you here too. Um, I've, I've watched Miami, you know, throughout this year. They, they they are not very good on defense. Clemson is actually a sneaky decent team. I think that they will be considered. They'll kind of be the ACC throw-in for the uh, for the possible playoff contender. I don't think it'll be Florida State. I think Florida State will drop a game that they shouldn't somewhere along the along the way. I agree with you here. I got Clemson covering. You know what? I don't only have them covering. I'm going to lock it up as the lock of the week. Oh wow, wow! Right off the bat, lock of the week. Well, we only have 12 games to cover. So the good thing is, is we can create a progressive parlay out of this uh, 12-teamer. But yeah, I, I, off the bat, you're going to lock in Clemson. Not a bad call. Uh, I agree with you here. Um, we got uh, the second game. We're, we're going right into the ranked teams here. So we got Baylor hosting uh, Iowa State. You know, not a very big uh, game. Baylor should roll easily. Baylor's a 38-point favorite. Who do you like here? You know, Iowa State put up some points on TCU last week, and I don't believe TCU did cover. Um, no, I've been fading them all year, and, and, it, and it worked again uh, with Iowa State. Yeah, I, I you know, this will be interesting to see. It'll kind of give us a little bit of a metric of whose defense isn't the worst, uh, TCU or Baylor. At 38, the game's at Baylor. Yeah, yeah, TCU won 45-21 last week, so no. keep that in mind. They won by 24. They didn't cover but 38 points at Baylor. I'm going to take Baylor to cover this game. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you here, and I'm going to fade Baylor in this. And I do think that, uh, you know, I do think that Iowa State can score, you know, let's just say 24 points, right? So then Baylor has to score 64 or something like that, or 62 or more to cover the spread. 
I don't think it's going to happen. Um, you know, Baylor can put up 60, but that's what they're going to have to do to cover the spread. So I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm going to take Iowa State. Um, back to the SEC, these are not two ranked teams. These are two very disappointing teams. Two most disappointing teams in the SEC West. That's who's playing in this game. Do you know who they are? I would have to go with uh, Arkansas. That's one. And is it Mississippi? Uh, no, no. I don't think Ole Miss is that disappointing. Really? After that loss last weekend? So who? lost to Memphis, but they, they, they did beat Alabama. So. Yeah, so who is Mississippi looking forward to, according to your philosophy? Okay, well then, Mississippi would be looking forward this week to... Uh, i got to look at that. I think that they're playing a Division Two opponent or something like that. So we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, why don't you ask the, the, the fans what, uh, the look-ahead question and give them our uh, Twitter handle. Yeah, now, do you think teams uh, look ahead or, or is this uh, creation of the modern-day sportscaster talking ahead? Uh, let us know. You can do so on Twitter at SmokeyBanditCFB or if you want to uh, be longer, go ahead and email us in at SmokeyAndTheBanditCFB at Yahoo.com. All right, all right, very good. Well, you know, the, the, the question was, was who were they looking ahead, uh, Ole Miss? And, you know, frankly, it looks like uh, one of those things where Ole Miss, you know, wasn't necessarily looking ahead because I think they're off this week. So, um, obviously, you can't look ahead to an off week, or can you? Well, I don't believe in looking ahead at all, so I was asking you. Okay, well, oh, oh, a trick question because Ole Miss is the team that's playing in the one uh, combination of ranked teams. They're playing Texas A&M this week at home. So, really, I guess you can look ahead. Maybe Ole Miss was looking past Memphis and they were looking towards Texas A&M in the big matchup this week. Or they just Ole lost. Uh, who's going to lose? Or No, I'm saying Mississippi just lost without looking ahead. Oh, okay. Okay, well, 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 maybe that's the case. Who do you like in the... Uh, okay, well, we'll get to the two horrible teams. Let's get to the good game here. Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Ole Miss, five-point favorite. Who do you like here? Uh, I got to go with A&M, the way Mississippi's playing. I know A&M didn't show up very good against Alabama, but uh, Alabama is a little bit better than Memphis, so I'm going to go with A&M. All right, all right. I, I'm going to agree with you here on, on this call. Um, I, I think that Ole Miss is not as good as we thought they were. They really kind of beat up early opponents, and they, they had, you know, 73 against Fresno State. They had 76 against, uh, I can't even remember the name of the, the, the first team that they played. I think it was like Tennessee Martin or something like that. But, you know, they've come down to earth. I mean, only scoring 27 against Vanderbilt, only scoring 10 against Florida. Um, you play New Mexico State, and you can put up 52 on them, but then you lose to Memphis by two touchdowns. So I don't think they're that good. I mean, they played a great game against Alabama, and they squeaked out a victory. Alabama's not as good as people think. That's the other thing. Um, so I'm going to agree with you here. I'm taking them. Uh, I'm taking Texas A&M in the points. Um, back to the bad game. Okay, you establish one team, Arkansas underperformed in the uh, in the West. Who's the other team? I mean, this team was a, a preseason playoff contender. Oh, Auburn. Yeah, exactly. So we got Auburn at Arkansas. Auburn in the fighting Will Muschamp with their horrible defense. Uh, Arkansas is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. 
you know, tells you really what people think about Auburn. Uh, what do you think in this one? <laughs> Uh, I got to think that uh, Auburn is still a little better than Arkansas because I think Arkansas is awful. Not that Auburn's not awful, so I'm going to take the points in Auburn. All right, I'm going to agree with you here because Arkansas is just not getting it done on a week-to-week basis. Their their coach, Belima, is, is talking trash, and every time he opens his mouth, when he's not putting a, uh, a foot-long sandwich in it, he's, he's sticking his foot in it. So, you know, I, I think this is another game where nobody really cares. But I, I like I like the four and two team Auburn over the two and four team. I mean, people forget that Auburn only has two losses on the season. Arkansas managed to lose four games this year, and Auburn's two two losses are against LSU, pretty damn good team, and Mississippi State, which is you know a team that's average, but. Uh, they, they certainly didn't lose to Toledo, who may be undefeated, but Arkansas still lost to them at home. Um, any any other thoughts on the Hogs and uh, and the Tigers? Uh, just that I won't be watching. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a pretty ugly game. Uh, another ugly game, uh, although, you know, let me ask you this. Do you believe in teams that after they win miraculously having a letdown in the following in the game after? It depends if they're any good. I assume you must be talking about Michigan State. I am talking about Michigan State. Who do you think they have a letdown this week? Who are they playing? All right, so let's go to the game. It's Indiana at Michigan State. Michigan State's a 16-point favorite. You know, I was listening. Sneaky good, right? I mean, sneaky better than we thought. I was listening to a rival college football podcast, and I couldn't... We were the only game in town. What are you talking about? There's other rival college football podcasts? There is. There, there's uh, one or two of them out there. Okay, okay, all right. We'll and to our competitors. Right. I, I was shocked. They were talking about our uh, team, Iowa. And how they're, you know, they were going over Iowa's schedule the rest of the season. And they said, oh, well, the big game that could get them is Indiana. And I'm like, Indiana? Are you kidding me? Indiana's horrible. So, no, I don't think Michigan State's going to lose to Indiana. I think they'll cover this game easily. Okay, here's all you need to know about Indiana. Last week, nobody's covering this. First off, Indiana's coming off of three straight, straight losses, Okay. They lost against Ohio State. They should have won that game. Should have beat Ohio State. They actually had them in, like, the fourth quarter. I think they were up and wound up losing that lead. They lost horribly to Penn State. We know how bad Penn State is. Last week, you know who they lost to? The program that you think is probably dead for, like, ever? Who who, who do they lose to? You know, the the, the program that is... Is uh, they're getting ski masks to go rob the Seven Eleven? Oh, Rutgers. Yes, yes. Lost fifty-five to fifty-two to Rutgers of all people. You lose to Rutgers at home, you are not covering against Michigan State at their place, or beating Iowa, or beating Iowa. Neither of those two are happening. This is not a good. I mean, Indiana is going to have five straight losses because they're going to lose. Uh, this week, they're going to be on a bye week, and then they're going to have Iowa after they come out of their bye week. Now, maybe people are thinking Indiana's going to have two weeks to repair for Iowa. Therefore, they're going to make a, a, a big deal out of it. But they're going to have six straight losses because you know who they play after Iowa? Ohio State? No. Michigan. 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 
So you're going to play Michigan, Iowa, I'm sorry, Michigan State, Iowa, then Michigan, and your season's going to go from basically 4-3 and three to 4-6 and six, right there. And then they'll get, like, uh, Maryland and Purdue, and, and they'll be able to salvage a decent, you know, uh, 500 record. But I agree with you here. Michigan State should roll easily, cover the 16. Maybe it's the team of destiny. Who knows? Um, Michigan State, you know, they have the, uh, the ugly loss uh, earlier in the season. Uh, it, it, well, actually, they haven't lost this season. I keep thinking that they have an ugly loss. It's Michigan that has the ugly loss, right? The Utahs? I wouldn't even call that an ugly loss because Utah could run away with the Pac-10. That's a good point. But maybe, maybe both these teams are better than we thought. But uh, I agree, Michigan State should roll here. Um, heading to the SEC, we've got uh, another one of those playoff contenders, Alabama. Everybody's saying Alabama's going to be in it. I, I personally think LSU is a better team right now. Um, Alabama's hosting their rival, their East rival, Tennessee. Um, Fifteen and a half point favorites. Uh, who you like here? Alabama really seems to have gotten their act together. I just, I just can't trust that Tennessee offense. Uh, I'm going to take Alabama to cover. All right, I, I agree with you here. Tennessee just finds ways to lose games. Um, Alabama, after getting beat by Ole Miss, has gone on a little bit of a mission. Um, they had, you know, they didn't look very good against Arkansas, but they looked really good against A and M last week, and that was a game that you, you've been on the A and M back bandwagon for the whole season, and I've been on the Alabama bandwagon going into that. Um, I'm going to stay with Alabama until they look ahead, maybe, two weeks from now to LSU. I don't think you look ahead when there's a bye week. We, we, we can establish that, right? I'm going to give you this. Alabama's not a bandwagon. Ohio State's not a bandwagon. I will give you Iowa. That's a bandwagon. So you were definitely an Iowa guy. But you can't say you're on the Alabama bandwagon. That's like, yeah, those are the best teams in the country. So no bandwagons there. Okay. Very good. Very good. So um, I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to say Alabama's going to cover the 15-and-a-half. You know, Tennessee's just a program that really they just need to get rid of the coach named Butch there. <laughs> um, he's costing two losses this year. Um, they're, they're coming off of, I think, a pretty bad loss. No, they actually won against Georgia, I think, right? And I think they're coming out of maybe a bye week. So, I don't know, maybe they practiced more, but it's not going to do them any good. More, more likely to get fired at the end of the year. Butch Jones, Mark Rick, or none of the above? Uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely Butch Jones. Butch Jones is, is being fired. And we talked about this when Spurrier announced his re- resignation. Tennessee should have never gotten rid of Fulmer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we looked at Fulmer's record, and he had a couple off years, and they got rid of him. And it, the program has never been the same since. I mean, I don't know if Fulmer didn't want to coach anymore, but they shouldn't have run him out of town if that's what they did. Um, yeah, I, I for some reason think he was run out of town that he was fired. And when you brought up his numbers, I was and I was really surprised. I mean, I don't know, maybe he wasn't fired. And I'm to quote Roger Clemens, misremembering. But uh, yeah, I mean that that was shocking. I was really surprised. He really only had those. I think it was two bad seasons. Yeah, two bad seasons, and he was done there. Um, I, I'll tell you what, another coach that's on the hot seat, and I'm going to tell you that that. Instead of Mark Rick, I don't think Mark Rick will, will be on the hot seat. The expectations are way, way too high in Georgia. They expect an SEC championship every year, um, or at least getting into the title game. Frank Beamer, 
another guy that's on the decline, really. Virginia Tech's hosting an upstart Duke uh, team, only a two-point favorite. What do you think about this, this team and Beamer being the coach in the next, let's say, two years from now? They'll never fire Beamer because of his history and length there. It's something where they'll talk to him behind the scenes to get him to step down, and then they'll anoint him like a special assistant, kind of like Texas did with Mac Brown. I think, doesn't Duke do this every year? All of a sudden they look good, and then they lose their last five or six games. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's typically right. you got to remember, when was the last time Beamer had a, a, a 10-win season? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's been like four years. It's still, it's where, where was Virginia Tech before Frank Beamer? Um, they were pretty bad, I think. He's I mean, like the Virginia I, I, Joe Paterno without the controversy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, he got them to a national title game. They lost to Florida State when they had Michael Vick. Um, but he's been in he's been in major BCS bowls kind of regularly. I mean, every every couple of years you get to a BCS bowl. That, that's good coaching. Um, doesn't help them though. It, it's going to be the Phil Palmer effect. I mean, three years in a row, four years in a row. Seven, eight wins. It's not what they want there. Um, but uh, what, what do you think about this game? He's got, I'm he's taking got, Virginia Tech. You got Virginia Tech? Yeah. I got Duke. I got the other side of this. I think Virginia Tech's reeling. I think they're on the ropes. I think maybe they get a losing season. They get a losing season. Beamer may be gone. I'm just going to say that. They're, they're, gonna, they're not going to fire him. I agree with you there. They're going to ask him to resign. But um, I agree. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a horrible Virginia Tech season the rest of the way. The only way I take Duke between these two schools is if there was a spelling bee. <laughs> That's the only way Duke wins? Really? Duke, Duke's a decent team, man. They're, no. they're, 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 they're better than the people. Think. They're not powerhouse college football. Not that Virginia yeah. Tech is either. Yeah. All right, so... Let's go to uh, the, the powerhouse that is Texas Tech and uh, the powerhouse that is Oklahoma. Oklahoma's kind of Jekyll and Hyde this year. Um, Oklahoma's a 14-point favorite against Texas Tech. Who do you like here? Yeah, I, I, me drinking the Kool-Aid with these Texas teams that aren't Texas. Uh, I'm going to take Tech in the points because Oklahoma is very Jekyll and Hyde, as you said, and... Uh, um, I'm just thinking that, that Texas Tech, they've got a decent offense that, that they could keep it kind of close. What about Bob Stoops? I mean, is uh, writing on the wall for him? Oh, no, no, no. Stoops is fine this year. I, I do think that, that Oklahoma's going to get the win in this game, but I do think that it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be closer than 14. So I'm going to agree with you there taking Texas Tech. Stoops is not on the hot seat here. You know, the, the problem with Stoops is he loses big games and he loses – small games. Big game boom. He loses the game he's not supposed to lose, and then he loses the championship game that he's supposed to win. Yeah, it's big game boob for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Oklahoma's one loss is a very is, is, the, is the loss that saved Charlie Strong's job. That's really what it is. That, you know, Charlie Strong should send Stoops like a, a gift <laughs> basket or something. You know why big game boob lost that game? It's all because of their shared Florida time they were both at Florida. They share that in common. And he didn't want to see him get fired. So he said, let's lose this one. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, he, he's like, I can still win. I can still win the Big 12 with, with one loss. I, I can still do that. I'm still, you know, I'm still relevant. I'm still going to get to a bowl and be able to lose it. Um, you know, I mean, the problem that he has is that they, they finished the season at Oklahoma on an absolute murderer's row. And that is they go to Baylor, then they host TCU, then they, then they have their rivalry game against Oklahoma State. I, that is going to be a crazy. I mean, that, that's like I, I can't think of three teams that I wouldn't want to see back to back, other than in the SEC. There's not another conference that I think you can get that that quality of opponent um, in, in in your final three games. Um, I agree with you here, though. Though Texas Tech should keep it close. Oklahoma, they'll win a couple more games. They'll they'll rise up the rankings, and then they'll play Baylor, and they'll get destroyed. Yeah, agreed. All right. So back to the SEC, we got we got two teams that I care less about, but I like the spread in this game, uh, so I put it in there. Vanderbilt hosting Missouri, uh, Missouri a three point favorite. Who do you like? You know what Missouri says their motto is. We only kick field goals. Uh, no, well that is very true, but at least we're not Vandy. Yeah, that's right. So I'm taking Missouri to win this game. I agree. You know, it, it's so pathetic. You know what the over-under is in this game? Uh, I'm going to say 31. Yeah, 35, which for a college football game, it, it's easily the lowest over-under on the board, I think, this weekend. Um, it's evidently going to be like a you know uh, a 13-6 type game. Um, yeah, Missouri by a touchdown. I like them to cover the three. Uh, we don't need to talk about it anymore. It's going to be – that's going to be – a torturous game to watch. You couldn't pay me enough money to watch that game and, and spend time looking at it. Um, all right, we got three more games and we've got a couple of interesting ones. Uh, first interesting one is we got Florida State at Georgia Tech. Triple Lindy. Florida State's only a six and a half point favorite. Who do you like here? I thought, is this a Thursday night game or is it Saturday? No, it's a Saturday night game. Yeah, at uh, where's it at? At Georgia Tech. Yeah, Georgia Tech stinks, though. I'm going to take Florida State to cover this. All right, I'm taking Florida State, and I'm going to make it my lock of the week. Not a bad um, call. It, Georgia Tech is horrible. Triple Lindy isn't working. They can't throw the ball. They can't run the ball. I mean, it's just horrible. Florida State should be able to win this game by, like, three touchdowns. They're only a six-and-a-half-point favorite. i got to be missing something. But um, I like Florida State to cover as well. I believe it was less than a month ago where I actually had Georgia Tech beating Notre Dame at Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you look back on that and oh. you're like, what was I thinking? I mean, it's the same thing like when uh, somebody gets involved in a fashion trend or something like that and they're wearing bell bottoms or whatever it is and they just shake their head. Yeah, you, you, were, you were drinking the Georgia Tech Kool-Aid, but uh, it, it, it's not to be this year. Um the team that just keeps hanging around it is the most unimpressive uh, number one team I can remember, Ohio State. They're going to uh, the uh, Jailbirds at, at Rutgers, and they're a 21.5-point favorite. Who do you like here? We keep saying this has got to be the one week Ohio State covers. I know they switched back to JT Barrett at quarterback. Do not use him in DraftKings or Daily Fantasy, but... I'm going to take Ohio State. There's no way in your right mind you could take Rutgers in the points. Yeah, you, you can't take Rutgers under any circumstance. You cannot take Rutgers. 
Um, I agree with you here. I'm going to take Ohio State to cover, and they're probably going to get faded again and probably win a game by a touchdown. Um, all right, so, so I, left the, I left the best game for last, and I don't know if it's college game day is going to be here or if there's someplace else. I think they're in Tallahassee or at the Florida State-Georgia Tech game. That tells you how bad of a week it is. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're at that game. It's a, yeah, I, I think this is the most interesting game, uh, and that's why I left it for the finale of the podcast. We got um, a very, very good Utah team going to USC. And uh, SC's had its problems the entire year. But I, I look at that game, and I'm thinking that Utah has to be favored, right? Yeah. Not so fast, as Lee really? says. SC is a three-point favorite. How in the world is that possible? How is that possible? And are we both in agreement here that Utah should roll in this game? An alcoholic says what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I like I like Utah. I like Utah and the three points. I'm loving it all day. Oh my god, that is the most ridiculous spread of the week. That is the dong of the week. That if we did drops on this show, we'd be doing drops out the wazoo. I don't know how that's possible. USC. I mean, they did play Notre Dame tougher than anybody thought they were going to play them, but Notre Dame's not that great. Utah's on a mission from Mormon, and I think Utah is, they're definitely going to end up... Or whoever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Whoever is the Mormon god. I'm sorry, it's probably god, and I apologize to all the Mormons out there, but yes. You've offended one-fourth of our listenership base. You need to go on a Mormon mission and apologize to all them. Yeah, I, I will. I'll get door to door, and I'll wear a, a, a white shirt and a black tie, and I'll ride my bike with my helmet. Unfortunately, he went to Utah State, but I'm saying I'm taking the fighting Chris Cooley's because that has something to do with Utah. I, I mean, I'm, I want to double. Can I use this as my locker for next week? <laughs> You're gonna double. You want to. You want to have two. Locks? I'm double locking. I'm double locking, which means I'm risking two fingers, and I'm down to like four. <laughs> yeah. I, I would almost double lock this game too. I love Utah in this game. I love them to win. They're definitely going to be up for it. Uh, Utah should roll in this game. They're much better than SC. SC, you know, Kessler's okay, but their defense isn't that good. Utah is a solid team. They should win this game. All they've got to do is win. And, and I can't believe they're getting points. Uh, I love it. So I'm U- like Utah as well. USC uh, is. USC is so disorganized, I'm calling it now. USC is going to line up to punt the ball with the offensive line to the left, a wide receiver <laughs> snapping, and a small running back as the quarterback. All right, all right. They're not the Indianapolis Colts. But SC should get – should. Uh, I mean, I think it's really possible that Utah just rolls and wins, wins this game by two touchdowns. So um, I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to give you the last word here, man. Uh, What do you think about this week? It's kind of a a corn curve a week in college football. I'll tell you, I think uh, after hearing this USC spread, they're going to have to check with the spread setters to see if they're drinking with Sarkeesian. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weak week. It's It's a very weak week of games. But, hey, anytime there's college football, that's a great day. And... You know, let our uh, listeners, uh, let us know what you think. Is Utah-USC the dumbest spread of the year? And you could uh, 
Email us in at SmokeyAndTheBanditCFB at Yahoo.com or tweet us in SmokeyBanditCFB on the Twitter. And you got any last words there, Bandit? No, it's just, you know, let's look forward to next week. You know, next week will be a better week in college football. There's going to be a lot better games out there. Um, you know, let's just kind of get through this week. Let's get to Florida, Georgia. You know, let's get to Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Let's get to, you know, Michigan, Minnesota. Uh, you know, there's there's decent games out there. Even Notre Dame Temple is better than anything that we've got this week. So I'm looking forward to it. Let's just get through these next, like, one or two weeks, and let's get on to some better college football. And I'm going to steal the last word and say this week is so lame that there were no fat men even flipping in a waterbed, and we're out. 15% concentrated power of will. 5% pleasure. 50% pain.